powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Prog Watch. Tonight, you join us in the far meadow where the atmosphere is very peaceful and tranquil. Various fish are swimming lazily. And in the distance, formal horses are quietly grazing. <laughs> Suddenly, the peace is shattered by the arrival of a stampeding herd of Gabriels. <laughs> and what seems to be a rather oversized tiger moth. Hello, you fellows! It's Pete Jones from Tiger Moth Tales here. You're listening to Prog Watch with Anthony Rosick. Chocks away! <laughs> with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello. Good day. Hey. Guten Tag. Buenos dias. Konnichiwa. However you say it, welcome back to Prague Watch, my friends. Thanks for coming along for the ride once again. I am Big Tony the Prog Squatch, your friend and humble host. This week I've put together a feature on Joe Kearney, who is the vocalist for not just one, but two great Scottish progressive rock bands, Comedy of Errors and Grand Tour. Both of these bands have been featured on this show numerous times over the years, going all the way back to season one. A few weeks back I spoke to Joe at length via Skype on the eve of the official release of the new Comedy of Errors album, House of the Mind. I'm going to let you hear some of that conversation a little later. Along the way, we are also going to hear music from both Comedy of Errors and Grand Tour, including one from that brand new COE album. Let's start things off with a great track from the 2013 Comedy of Errors album entitled Fanfare and Fantasy. This is Fanfare for the Brokenhearted. Please don't mind me asking if it's all the same To me it's my life, to you it's a game Where is the game in all of this pain? Let her light Shine on me now. 
your sorrows on the water of despair. Plant your hopes upon the ground. Let it grow and flower into bloom. In the garden of your mind. Cast your dreams into the darkness of the night. Shine on me.
Fanfare for the Brokenhearted from what was the second official studio album by Comedy of Errors. Fanfare and Fantasy, which was released in 2013. This band has a very interesting history dating back to the 1980s, and Joe is going to fill us in a little on that whole story in just a bit. But first, doing a show like this is a lot of fun because it allows me to dig a little deeper and maybe play something that might be a little long for inclusion in a regular show. This next piece is a prime example. I've always been a fan of the suite of songs entitled The Student Prince. It is a four-part suite that finishes out the first official studio album by Comedy of Errors, which is entitled Disobey. That album came out in 2011. Anyway, this four-part suite is a little long, but I have always liked it and I'm going to work it in this week. I'm going to break it into two parts and let you hear some of my interview with Joe Kearney in between. So without further ado... This is The Student Prince Part 1, subtitle When Will I See You Again, and Part 2, subtitle And So to Bed. Holding court as knights of old, we speak with tongues of Games with conversation, finding truth because it's rhymes. It's rhymes. It's rhymes. Each and every one of us. But we know damn well we're safe Firing from out of range we're safe With every piece of shit you eat You get used to it You digest it well Why not? We have become all that we hate
last resort he ventures into the darkness of the nightclub. A student prince without much hope, a lost soul in his search. In a trance his roving eye surveys his alien surroundings. A stranger in a crowd of friends, the noise of fences here. Is this the way it's meant to be? But as eye meets eye, he knows he's found A sister of his suffering Hearing pins drop as the music plays its cannonball Seeking consolation They move towards each other They bathe in pools of knowing And togetherness Is this the way it's meant to be? That you shed just for circumstances Did you always love me But could not take the chance Take the
was the first half of the Student Prince Suite from the 2011 Comedy of Errors album, Disobey. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Joe Kearney of Comedy of Errors and Grand Tour. And you're listening to Progzilla Radio. Now let's listen to a little of my chat with Joe Kearney, vocalist for comedy and another project called Grand Tour. So thanks for coming on the show so much, Joe. I do appreciate it. So um, to start things off, why don't you tell us how you got started in music? Did you come from a musical family or was it one of those situations where some of your buddies started playing and you picked it up? I, my, when I started back in probably very, very, maybe the late, 70s, getting into the early 80s, my brother played in a band um, with actually Mark Spaulding, our guitarist, played in the same band. Okay. I'd, I'd known Mark Spaulding um, literally from school. He was, he was in my brother's year at school. Uh, Mark was, I think, a year or two years ahead of me at school. So I'd known him since I was about 14, 15. Um, and they used to play, it was covers, they, they used to play. Um, Thin Lizzy, Wishbone Ash, um, stuff like that, around the pubs in Glasgow. So I, I kind of basically along just to help them out as a, I kind of roadie, and I, I used to do the lights for them. Um, they they, they kind of went for a couple of years, then they split up, and then I, I started with my brother, um, and I think Matt played a few gigs with us as well, again, doing cover versions, doing Rolling Stones, Again, again, it was still Wishbone Ash stuff, Thin Lizzy, and we started playing the clubs. Um, and that went on for a couple of years, and then I just fell away. I, I just I, I started kind of what my work kind of took over. And the guy that was a drummer in the band had contacted me to say, this is about 1983, uh, I've just joined a new band to haven't played anyway, they write all their own music, and do you fancy come along? And, maybe see if you could do some singing. So um, this is the first time I met Jim Johnson, the keyboard player. Um, and at the time, it was just John. There was a guy called Steve Stewart on bass. That was one of John's friends. Mark, uh, sorry, Mark wasn't there at the time. It was a guy called Mike Barnard. We called him Barney. He was the guitarist. So it was basically um, the four of us at the time just came out and started rehearsing. So they gave me, I think, two or three tracks to listen to and learn. I came out, done a couple of rehearsals with them, practices, and it, it kind of went on from there. Um, so at that time, the very, very start of the band, it was myself, Jim Johnston, Mike Barnard on guitars, John McPhee on drums, 
and uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Steve Stewart was in bass, so that was a five piece. Um, Steve, we, we, we rehearsed um, our kind of set, it was maybe about just over an hour long. Started playing gigs in and around the Glasgow area. Um, we actually got Mark Spalding in, believe it or not, as the sound. He was our sound guy, believe it or not. But I, I knew how good he was on guitar. Mm-hmm. So I had a sneaky suspicion we'll sneak him into the band some way. So the bass player, although he was okay, um, things weren't kind of working out. So we asked Mark if Mark would come in and do bass. So Mark played bass with us. Well, Mike uh, Barnard on guitars. Mike was a left-hand guitarist, but phenomenally talented guitarist. Um, so Mark stayed with us on bass for quite a while. Uh, we recorded the mini album um, up in that was Palace Studio up in Aberdeen. That was about 1985, 86, I think. Um, and then Mike, after a few years in the band, Mike was getting married, so he didn't have time to do it. So Mark automatically stepped up to play guitar. He knew all the stuff anyway. And we brought in a, a guy called Barry Henderson on bass. Uh, and basically that was it. We just gigged throughout the UK, went over to Holland. Um, and that, that was basically it up until 1989 when I joined the fire service. And I was away for 16 weeks, so I couldn't really do the band. So... The, 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 I had to leave the band basically mm-hmm. and they, they got another singer and a guy called John Cowden I think his name was uh, but they, they totally went away from the progressive side they, they still played some of the music but they basically became like a, a rock band started wearing the kind of leather jackets and okay. um, and played they'd done a lot of cover songs as well I mean they'd done when I was with the band, the only covers we ever did was Thin Lizzy's um, The Black Rose. Um, that was used on our encore. And at Christmas time, we done Merry Christmas, everybody. But that was the only two covers that we ever actually played. So um, so I left the band and they, they plodded on for about a year or so and then just basically disappeared. Okay. So, um, yeah, the band was together in that whole like neo-prog period there when yeah. you had... Palace, you had Abel Gans coming out of Scotland also, yeah. and you guys. And then at the same time, in the south of the UK, punk was sweeping away many of the old guard prog bands. Was it just a coincidence, or was there something about Scotland that explains this whole thing? How, you know, the rest of the UK was kind of going into punk, but there's three really good young bands coming out, you know, in, in Scotland right at the same time. Uh, you think there's anything to do there, you know, with geography or Scottish history? I think it was maybe just luck more than anything else. I had I had been going to see Palace in the, the late seventies. They they played a place in Glasgow. Although they came from Aberdeen, which is about a four hour drive from Glasgow, they used to come down to play a bar in Glasgow called the Dial Inn, and it was free to get in. But the pubs at that time weren't open all day in the late 70s. So they would open from 11 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon. And then what would happen was that the bar would close. So Palace would maybe come down and do a set, come on at 12 o'clock midday and play maybe two sets. The first time I saw them, they come on and, and the first set was Echoes, the Pink Floyd track. And I was totally astounded. I'd never seen a band 
even attempt anything twenty-six mm-hmm. minute long track. And I'm going, Jesus, this is fantastic. Who is this man? Um, and I loved you, and I'm still friends with you and the, the singer. Uh, Ewan's are absolutely it, to me he's the best frontman after um, Alex Harvey from Station Alex Harvey band I rated Ewan as probably the best frontman apart from Alex Harvey phenomenal guy really really the guy was nuts absolutely nuts I'm still good friends with Ewan Lawson um, so I think we were kind of lucky there basically was only three bands ourselves Able Gans and Palace doing the kind of progressive type music, uh, and again we are friends with the guy. We are friends with Abel Gans as well. We've known them. We kind of done a lot of gigs together during the eighties. And I used to go and see Palace when Palace done tours. Marillion used to kind of support them when they were up in Scotland, and when Palace went down to England, they went down and supported Marillion down in England. Um, so Marillion weren't known in Scotland um, back in the kind of early 80s um, Palace kind of brought them to the the fans up here because nobody had ever heard of them and then suddenly they both get signed to EMI so they even even with Fish being in Marillion yeah. they, they they weren't known in Scotland? They, they were not known in Scotland, no they weren't known in Scotland at all, they used to come up and they were the support band for Palace um, but when Palace went down to England Palace was slightly, they still Again, it was back in the days where you didn't have internet, you didn't have mobile phones, so everything's done by um, basically the, the, the music magazine sounds, um, all the kind of music. That was the only way you got to know about bands, and obviously the fanzines. But unless you knew about a band and you, you were on a mailing list, it was quite hard to actually get to know who was playing where. Um, the, the Scottish scene at that time was fantastic. There was loads and loads of bands but very, very few playing the type of music that Palace, Abel Gans and ourselves were playing. Uh, but again, back in the day, everybody just called us um, Genesis clones. Mm-hmm. But I, I always argued the fact that because Genesis used, used certain types of um, synthesizers and keyboards, because if you use a Minimoog or you're using a, a Roland D60 or whatever kind of keyboards was it at the time, if you were using sounds, it just it was the sounds were the same. We weren't actually trying to copy um, Genesis. I know the the guy that writes the stuff for us, Jim. Jim actually is not a progressive rock fan. He really he's not a fan of progressive rock. He's he's into classical music. He loves um, Bach um, and all the classical stuff. Um, the only one that's really a progressive fan is myself. Uh, Mark's a heavy rock fan. He likes death metal, German death metal. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce, Bruce is a Rush fan. Which, again, a lot of their stuff's quite progressive, right enough. And he likes um, Deep Purple. John, the bass player's, um, he's a kind of jazz. He loves jazz. Um, and uh, Sam, Sam's kind of, he's got a mixture. He plays in a Pink Floyd tribute band. But, but basically, I'm the only actually progressive fan. I love all progressive music, but I'm the only out-and-out progressive fan in the band, believe it or not. Well, that's interesting. Let's take a little break here and finish up with the Student Prince Suite from the Disobey album by Comedy of Errors. This is part three, subtitle Full Circle, that's F-O-O-L Circle, and part four, subtitle Green Light Coda.
So that was it in its entirety, the student print suite, the finale from the first proper Comedy of Errors album, Disobey, which was delayed by roughly 20 years after the band's initial heyday. For now, let's continue on with more music, this time from Joe's second project, Grand Tour. From their album, Heavy on the Beach, this is The Grand Tour, Part 2. Yes, 
That was The Grand Tour Part 2 by the band Grand Tour from their debut album Heavy on the Beach from 2014. When one Mellotron just isn't enough, call in the professionals. Progzilla, proving that prog isn't just for dinosaurs. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now let's hear some more of my conversation with Joe Kearney vocalist from both Grand Tour and Comedy of Errors. Stick around for the finale of the show after this interview segment when we'll hear an epic track from the brand new Comedy of Errors album entitled House of the Mind. So another interesting thing was how the band kind of died off in the late 80s or whatever, and then, uh, what, lo and behold, 2011? Yeah. You know, and and you're coming back. So uh, how did that all fall into place? What had happened was um, Hugh Montgomery, who was still, I think he was still with Abel Gans at the time, had contacted, oh, I tell I, there was a band from, I think was it Malta? No, it was Hugh Montgomery contacted me out of the blue and he said to me that he'd written an album. He'd actually written this album years and years previous. So this was about 2007. And he said to me, would I like to have a listen to it? And could I? And it was a, a kind of concept album about the... It was based on the film, uh, the, the film, the Grand Tour film. It was uh, Heavy on the Beach. The film was called On the Beach. It's an old black and white film, but a submarine crew, they're the last people on Earth after a nuclear war, basically. Okay. So Hugh wrote this album, but he hadn't written any lyrics. So he let me listen to all the tracks, and I went, really like that. That's absolutely excellent. So... Um, I set about starting to write the lyrics for the Grand Tour album. Um, so then we started rehearsing our studio. It was just myself. So we needed to get a drummer and a guitarist. So there was a a guitarist that Hugh had put an advert somewhere and we got this guitarist, Andrew, I can't remember his second name, came down. So we went at the studio and he knew this guy called Bruce Levick, who's now the Common Averis drummer. Mm-hmm. So we started rehearsing. Um, and it took us, oh, it took us a, it was a long, long, long time to do it. So we basically had the album um, sorted where, where we were going to go with it. I had done the lyrics, um, but this was 2007. So 2009, Jim, out of the blue, the keyboard player, contacted me and said to me, Joe, I'm thinking about re-recording some of the old Comedy of Errors tracks, plus I've written a lot of new ones. Um, I've got Mark on board, the guitarist. Would you like to do some stuff somewhere? Yeah, that's fine. So, so that's was 2009, so I went down to Jim's studio in Ayrshire. Um, I'd listened to the older stuff I kind of knew, but he changed it slightly, um, and I hadn't heard any of the new stuff. So he sent me this stuff, and I went, Jesus, that's really good. I really like what I was hearing. So I had to then say to Hugh, look, 
uh, I'm going to go in and record the, ah, that's fine. He said that was fine. So we're in and started recording the Common Averas album. It took us two years and it was released in May 2011. So I said to Jim and the other guys in the band, at the time it was just myself, Jim Johnston uh, was on keyboards. We had Mark Spalding on guitars and we brought Bruce Levick in on drums. Now Mark was also on the first album, Mark also done most of the bass guitar. But Hugh Montgomery came in there. Because we were going to be playing live again, we brought Hugh McCubbery in, who actually originally was a bass player. So Hugh played bass on a couple of tracks on the album, and it came when we done we started doing gigs again. So that was what happened. So I said to Hugh, right, we'll try and get the, the Grand Tour album sorted as soon as. But basically right away, we, Jim had started writing the next album, Fanfare and Fantasy. So... Uh, the Grand Tour album get put back on the shelf again and we spent two years to 2013 doing Fanfare and Fantasy. Once we had that out, I said to Jim, I said, right, I'm not doing anything else. I, I've actually was working on the Grand Tour album long before the Comedy of Errors album. I said, and I said, and I know I'm going to finish it. I'm not doing any more recording the Comedy of Errors until I finished it. So we went and we sorted the Grand Tour album out and that came out in uh, 2014, 2015. I can't remember. Yeah, it, actually. Was, it was 15, yeah. Early 15. Yeah, but that was a lot. That must have been seven, seven, eight years. But Hugh had already written it about five years before. So basically, Hugh said it was 12 years from writing the album to we actually got it out. Um, so, and the next album, actually the next Grand Tour album was already written. Um, I've started writing the lyrics for it. Hugh's writing the lyrics as well. So it's already written at the moment. Um, it's just that now I've told Jim as well that I'm going to go in and redo the... I'm going to um, start recording the, the Grand Tour stuff. I said, so you need to give us a wee bit of time. So so basically that's what happened. And I said, after the that, then everything's taking shape. We had to get a, a bass player. So we got John Fitzgerald, who was a friend of... I think Bruce knew him from some other band. So we got John in the bass to play on for, excuse me, Fanfare and Fantasy. Um, and then Mark kind of left the band for a while. He had problems at his work. He, he, was, he couldn't find the time. So Mark okay, yeah. Um, we still, we went and recorded the, the next album, Spirit album, which was 2013 to 2002 years, up to 2015. But we managed to persuade Mark to come back in uh, and, and put some guitar down for us. Um, but we had to get, that's when we brought Sam McCulloch and Sam came in to replace Mark because we, we had gigs. We, we were tied down to gigs that we were playing in Europe um, that we had to play. So Sam came in and done fantastically well. Learned all Mark's guitar solos. Um, and But fortunately, Mark came in at the last minute and, and put some guitar. There's not a great deal of guitar solos in the Spirit album because it's more a keyboard-orientated album, but the guitar work that he put in was absolutely fantastic. Even just the slight touches of small guitar solos, but very reminiscent of stuff that Andy um, Latimer would do. Nothing fancy, but just nice. So uh, and, and it's worked out well. And then the, the last album there, the one that we've got just now, House of the Mind, uh, Mark again was probably he's actually just uh, sorted. The, he was he, he wasn't he hadn't actually left the band, 
but we were having to do things without them. Um, we were trying to get the album sorted for release last week, um, and I said that in the last couple of months, Mark, Mark came up and put in the guitar work, um, which was great, and Sam's guitar work again on it was absolutely fantastic. So the two of them worked great together. The two guitars in the band were absolutely brilliant, especially live. Yeah, so they're both in the band now. So yeah, yeah, I, w- yeah. I was you anticipated my next question. I wanted to ask about that whole period where you know the Grand Tour album came out and it looked like Mark had left, and then Mark's back, and boy, it was kind of a convoluted. But it's everyone's all kind of involved in the new music, huh? Yeah, I think it was basically Mark's prop was down to his work. He had a lot of problems in his work that he had to deal with, and he couldn't find the time to do rehearsals. Um, we were very fortunate after we played in Rosefest in America last year. Um, we we didn't do that many gigs, so it was quite easy for us. Um, so we just kind of basically worked on the new album rather than played any gigs. And we came back this year. We started there. We played Canada last month. And we played in Holland there on Friday. Yeah, so that. With Mark back in the band with Sam, it's absolutely fantastic. And then we're playing, obviously, Lorelei in four weeks' time in Germany, which is a really, really big, big thing for us. That's that's a massive boost for the band to be able to get to play Lorelei. That's great. So now, as promised, let's check out a song from the brand new Comedy of Errors album, House of the Mind. This is the title track.
Once again, that was the title track, House of the Mind, from the brand new Comedy of Errors album. As you might know, when I do this kind of thing, uh, you can probably look for a Joe Kearney Part 2 episode coming in a few weeks' time. And uh, once again, I would just like to thank you all for coming along for the ride. And I would encourage you that if you like what you hear on the show, please go. I always have links to the artist's websites when I post this show to my website, progwatch.com. You can follow those links to find more about the artists and to purchase some of their music and help support this great music, which we all love so much. Also, if you like Prog Watch, you can follow me on Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page, Prog-Watch. I am on Twitter at Prog-Squatch, P-R-O-G-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H, all one word. And I also have an email address where you can contact me if you like. That's Prog-Squatch, P-R-O-G-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H, at gmail.com. Please feel free to drop me a few lines. I love to hear from you guys. It makes it all worthwhile. So until next time, I'll remind you to be good to each other and prog on, brothers and sisters. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.